0: The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the ACUNET Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of ACUNet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's David Wickert and Tim
1: Holtman. Good morning and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty show. I'm David Wickert, managing owner at Acunet Mortgage, along with brother-in-law and senior loan consultant, Tim Holtman. Hi, Tim. Hi, David. Good morning. Good to be with you again. Yes, good to be back. Hey, everybody out there, if you have a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. You can also grab a podcast of today's show and past shows wherever you normally get your podcasts. All right, Tim, it was a week full of headlines. Yes, indeed. A lot of movement. Uh, (laughs) And gyrations, as we might uh, call it. So even on... So the big one was Wednesday when the Fed met or concluded their meeting. Chair Powell had his press conference. But let me just give you the whole breakdown. Okay. On uh, Monday, we as a country, we had this uh, auction of two-year notes, which is always a market mover. Welcome to Nerd Mortgage here at the start. (laughs) Tuesday, we had... Uh, the Case-Shiller Home Price Index and FHFA, which is the regulator of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, yep. came out with, hey, how are home values? The answer is, eh, flat, but that's across the whole country, so please ignore that number. Then Wednesday was the big one. Hey, at 1 o'clock central, the Federal Reserve released, huzzah, to the expectation of everybody. We have raised our one rate, the Fed funds rate, by a quarter of 1%. So which that's exactly now the,
2: what everyone was expecting right. they would do. By the way, so let's all calm down.
1: Uh, so now the Fed funds rate sits at about five three seven five, mm-hmm. which neither you nor I can borrow money at that number. That's no. the number that informs so, lots of other numbers. Yeah,
2: and I think it's is that the highest it's been in like what nineteen years, oh, twenty years? Okay. I saw some. Uh, the uh, answer is yes. on
1: that. Uh, So and then on Friday, the uh, I- indicators I'm going to call them. Sure including the Fed's preferred measurement of inflation, core PCE, mm-hmm. personal consumption expenditure, came out. And it was at expectation. So inflation, according to that measurement, was at about 4.1% year over year. Yeah. A.K.A. 4.1% higher than it was a year ago yes. this time. Yes. Thank you. And... Um, do you know what impact that had on the people I was talking to all week about if they were deciding to buy a house or uh, not? I'm going to go with zero impact. Exactly zero. Yeah, but it's it's headline world, and I think home buyers. It's our job on the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show to take those headlines and turn it into so. How does that impact how you're going to well, beat out the three other offers on yeah, this
2: house? Exactly. A, you know, who has the time to f- monitor mortgage rate news closely enough where you're doing anything looking past just a headline of an article? Like, yeah. who has the time to really dig into it to decipher what it actually means? So, the
1: only reason we dig past is because yeah, we do this. Right. This
2: is what we live and breathe. So, if you're listening to this show, just consider this you doing your homework because <laughs> you're, you're
1: listening to us having done our homework. Uh, so, the, the the let us state again the reason rates are higher is because is in reaction to inflation right inflation is the enemy of interest rates because again if i'm lending you money at four percent and inflation's at five i'm losing losing money and so these headlines are mm, they're not good news they're just meet they're okay news yeah we are slowly winning against inflation yeah like if if beating inflation is weight loss, it's like... <laughs> it's about, it's lost... about taking that long, yeah. <laughs> well, it is taking that It's yeah. like, oh, great, I lost half a pound. It's, like, it's right. not like in w- one month or whatever you lost 10. Yeah.
2: That would be bad. This isn't liposuction, rate <laughs> reduction. This is just, you know, the, the... That'd be good. Eating right and exercising of beating inflation.
1: Well, and so... Do we believe that we will continue to conquer? We, as if I'm like on the open the, market The collective we. The collective <laughs> we. America, economy we. Do we believe we are going to continue to tackle inflation? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yet, you know, when that day arrives, hey, h- high five. We tackled inflation. We, we did it. It's tackled. How will that impact change the... Reality on the ground for home buyers. Uh, okay, I think Dad would say, "Well, if rates come down from where they are to let's say five and a half percent, maybe that unsticks some sellers." Right. Okay, Which is, that but, solves but,
2: the bigger issue of inventory. Yeah, ca- maybe. but kind
1: of. Maybe we have a um, generally thirty percent less listings. Which is a lot. Okay, less. so yeah. if rates come down, we're gonna have. Twenty one percent fewer listings. Who, who knows? So yeah. all that to say, one of the themes, and I want to talk about this in some of our stories with my homebuyers. I'm looking at them and I say, "Buy when it's hard." Yep. Because if you're waiting to buy when it's easy, so is somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then the competition, whatever yeah. relief you might be hoping for because things got better. It's going to be someone offset. else is hoping yeah.
2: for Well, it'll be offset by other factors. And you, you just reminded me of a story that we're definitely going to share later on in this radio show good. about a, a personal friend who's kind of weighing the do I wait
1: or do I buy now? Yes. All that and some good stories. When we come back from this first break, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620
0: WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
1: Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David. That's Tim. Tim, it's story time, and I want you to dive into a friend of yours, yeah? Yeah. Because this is real life, and as I sometimes have begun to say, we got spreadsheet answers, and then we got real life answers, and you've got the latter. What do you got? Yeah, well, it's a
2: good, uh, I think kind of pivot from our first segment when we were talking more about the spreadsheet answers, right? And it's like, okay, how does this translate to real life for people? And I've got a a personal friend slash Acuna client who has been kind of weighing, when's the right time to buy? And he's been thinking about buying for years, but he's uh, married now a little bit over a year and they've got a beautiful baby girl now together. And I uh, think now's the time. Yeah, and their apartment is feeling smaller every single day. Yes. So he texted me yesterday uh, with a brand new listing in, in Brookfield and the location was great, but it was kind of a out of date house, which is like actually good. Because <laughs> yeah. then maybe, maybe oh, a little maybe a little bit less competition. There's still gonna be a lot of competition. But um, you know, he he's like, ah, oh, the budget's gonna be tighter. This is this is higher than our rent payment. I'm like, yes, I know. I was like, but speaking to you both as a friend and as a mortgage professional, you should jump on this.
1: Is he going to make less money next year? No. Okay.
2: No. He's a very stable job at a very prominent uh, local company. Uh, her job is stable. You know, their their household income together is, is pretty decent. Um, and I told him, I'm like, listen, yes, rates are higher now than they were in the last couple of years in COVID. But if you wait for rates to come down, whether that's next year, two years from now, three years from now, whenever, home values are most likely not going to be lower. They're going to be flat or higher. Than they are now. Yes. Because say it again for the people yeah, in the back. Home values are going to be higher in the future, which yeah. means you're going to pay more for the same house in 2024, 2025, yes. so on and so forth. So even if rates are lower, your monthly payment may not actually be lower
1: if you yeah, wait you'll, a year. You'll or gain two. ground and lose ground and net out to no change. Right.
2: And in the meantime, if you buy now and stomach a slightly uncomfortable, how rate, much
1: more is it? Like two hundred more dollars per month in payment than he wants?
2: Is it a thousand more dollars per month than he wants? Something in between. Oh, you're saying compared to their rent? Yeah, yeah, it's like four hundred more, four fifty more. Come on! But that was also like when he was a single income guy. So you know, his wife's bringing some scratch to the table now Got too. It. And I said, you know, I'll call you when rates go down. And in the meantime, you've been paying down a mortgage, you've been establishing equity and you've also not to mention the real life thing of being in a house <laughs> that is bigger than your apartment yes and living life and raising your family there. So I said like, you know, I don't want you to put yourself in a position that makes you so stressed you can't go to sleep at night. no one wants that and I'd, I would much rather not do a loan for you if that's what yeah yeah, if yeah that's where you're gonna be. But the reality is is like the market's tough, but to what you mentioned in the first segment, A lot of other people are on the sidelines right now waiting for things to get better. And it's like, what does that, first of all, what does that even mean to you, right? Or what does that mean to those people when they say, I think things just are going to get better? It's like, well, can you specify what that means? Or is it just like this gut feeling of like, ah, things are better now. I'm going to go
1: out and buy a house. This is what we do. We, We try to quantify the, I call it the boogeyman. And, hey, let's turn—oh, you're afraid of the boogeyman in the closet? Okay, well, I'm going to turn the light on, mm-hmm. and we're going to open the closet, and let's talk about yeah. what it— because it's—oh, is it $400 per month? It's like, I've done that, and giving a spreadsheet answer doesn't always alleviate the emotional fear. Not always, but but, 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 but it removes some uncertainty at the very least. Like $400 it, a month is a $2 per hour increase in wages, yeah. and
2: boom— you've paid for it well and something i want to highlight too about my friend's situation he texted me and he's like hey i'm not even sure if this is worth your time but can you give me a quick payment estimate on this house i was like it is absolutely worth my time to do that for you and for anybody like you already did more than most people do which is you reached out to me and asked a mortgage (laughs) professional for a monthly payment estimate which any of us can do in five Five minutes or less yeah so it's like it is worth our time to do that because But it, it feels real when they when they reach yes, out but and maybe he's afraid for it well, to be real. Well, that's better I guess than just looking at this price and be like, "Oh, well this is I can't afford this." Like, how do you know? How do you know what the monthly payment's going to
1: well, be? Well, isn't that just it? It's okay. Maybe he had I have no idea what price point you're thinking, but he, maybe they set themselves at 300 for a purchase price and this house is at 340. It's like let's at least do the math so that you can decide if it's worth it. Exactly. Because if it's not worth it, okay. But at least you know.
2: Exactly. Right. And I the follow up text I sent them after I sent them the monthly payment. I think they're looking. They they looked at the property yesterday. So I'm gonna. Oh, they went to the house. Yeah. And I said, hey, if you see it, and if if this is worth it for you, call me right away because I'll help you then beat out the other 99 people probably walking through this place. Because I was like, if you decide you want it. The next step, which is the thing we really specialize, is like, hey, we're going to help you win or at the very least we're going to let you know what it's going to take to win and then you can decide if you want to actually do it or not. Ooh, good segue
1: because I had a similar conversation like this with a client over the weekend as well. Yeah, the mortgage part, man, that's only step 1. If I just gave it's you the a mortgage easiest
2: pr- part in the game right
1: now. And I yeah. said I was like if I just hand you a pre-approval with no advice on top of that, that is that is doing you a disservice. And yeah. so it's really about part 2. Hey, how do you then leverage this rock solid pre-approval from Acunet Mortgage to win? Let's cover that story when we come back. You're listening to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick in the state, AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home
0: of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: All right, welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. My name is Tim Holdman. I'm a senior loan consultant at AccuNet Mortgage joined by fellow senior loan consultant, David Wickert. Uh, David, the segment we were just talking about, uh, we were talking about... uh, Pre-approving someone, which I always tell my customers, that's the easiest part of our job. Literally, yeah. is pre-approving someone. If we can do it, any lender can do it. We're all playing with well, the same set of rules. Well, not any lender. Come well, on,
1: we're magicians in some regards.
2: Sure, but at a base level, the rules are the same. Yes, uh, across all lenders. So the next step, and, and the thing we are excelling at, is how do we help our customers win? And I think you have uh, a story to share. Yes. about that, con- you know, that next level consultation.
1: Well, and so I got a phone call from an agent seven o'clock on Thursday night. Nice. I answer. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and, hey, I'm sitting here with this young couple. They just saw a house that they love, and they need help with a pre-approval. I was like, perfect. We do that. Yep. And so the clerical stuff, date of birth, social, hey, upload, mm-hmm. pay stubs, W-2s, slam dunk. Sure. Get They have jobs, money, and good credit. Got So it. we got that. Step one, and then we segued to step two, which was, okay, you want to go buy a house for a $300,000 listing in a, you know, pretty competitive marketplace. Yeah. How do we, how do, how you, do you do that? Yeah. Right. Because it, it's not the, that it's, it's kind of the most important part. Okay. Like st- step one is table stakes is the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not,
2: the the stakes aren't even real. It's like, you know, if they don't get an accepted offer, academic Mortgage doesn't make any money. That realtor yeah. doesn't make any money. And the customer doesn't buy a house. Doesn't buy a house. So...
1: I always start with, what does the seller want? Mm-hmm. Because they're the ones who have to say yes. And or, as a, or no. <laughs> well, and as a buyer, you know, I think buyers, not capitulate, but you just got to kind of leave your ego at the door a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, not that you want to venture into some realm of unreasonable, but it's not about you anymore. Oh. It's it's about the seller. And so I learned that the seller going through a divorce. Mm. And I said that is helpful. That is useful information. Information. Yeah. Particularly in working with their agent, one of the things we highlighted was post-closing occupancy. Sure. Where you the transaction closes, you are the rightful owner of the house. Mm-hmm. Money you, has changed hands. Money has changed yeah. hand keys probably. But, Maybe not all the keys, but most of the keys <laughs> at that point. And you as a buyer can offer for the seller to continue to live in the property even while you are the new and rightful owner. And for, the, for how long, David? So for mortgage lending for your primary residence, you need to move in within 60 calendar days yeah. of closing.
2: Yeah. And I know it's been mentioned on the show, but it bears repeating to all the real estate agents lis- listening. If your buyers are buying it as a primary residence, they have you cannot give more than 60 days post-closing occupancy. Yes. If it's a second home or investment property, go
1: nuts. You're right. Yeah. The key though on this one, I am of the opinion on the post-closing occupancy, you could charge rent mm. don't to ni- the don't, seller. Don't nickel and dime them. Just give it to uh, them hey, for free. That, yeah. is, that was my advice, if only because I don't think the money that these buyers might you know get if they decided to charge rent, A, it's insulting. Yeah.
2: yeah B, it's not worth the the potential money you're going to get. I, I had some neighbors selling in Tosa, and they had a, an offer sight sane. But the offer asked that they remove the kids' playset in the backyard before closing. And the sellers are like As
1: someone who recently put I mean, together threw, a play set of the offer in the trash. Yeah. It's like how dare I put that together. Well, you want like, me to
2: move it? Just they can do that after they buy the house. So like it turned the sellers off completely to the rest of the offer. Right. Like,
1: how dare you think I won't take care of this house after <laughs> I sell it to you? I've lived here for X years. Yeah. But that's that's that uh, the so the uh, one, don't insult people. But two if you can offer the seller basically two months of living rent free in the world, that might allow them to start their next life chapter with a nice little bump. Yep, and or the f- I, more flexibility at the very least. You and know. I, I, it's all as a buyer, you want to be able to stand out. And mm-hmm. kind of one of the ways that I phrased this was: you want to write an offer where the seller wants to go tell their friends about it over fish fry. Yep, like to be able to go tell their friends. And I get to live in my house two months with no cost before I move to Bermuda. Yeah. So that was one. The other one uh, that they really liked was the transfer tax. The state of Wisconsin, when you sell property, would like some revenue, please. That number is $3 per thousand of the contract price. Okay. So So on a $300,000 house, it's 900 bucks. Yeah. And I said, this is helpful in two ways. One. You're gonna tell the seller, you know what, rather than you paying this out of pocket, I'll pay the nine hundred dollars. We got this. We'll cover this. But the second piece is I'm not exactly sure that a seller would be aware that they had this expense in front of them. So you kinda at that point in the process No You kind of get double points. Yeah. A, I'm gonna pay for it, and B. You are relieved that you're not paying for yeah. it because you kind of had no idea i let you pay know this it.
2: exists, and I'm telling you I'm going to pay for it, which means that's nine hundred dollars more net
1: proceeds right, to you, you get as the seller. Yeah, good. Good. All stuff. right, so we'll keep. I'll keep you posted on the, if d- they get the. I, I don't know say, yet. You don't know if they want or not. I don't okay. know yet. So, but we'll see. Hopefully, we'll get good news. All right, when we come back uh, from the bottom of the hour. Uh, I want to talk about buying from family, because it's these other it's these other nuances that I really like getting into yeah. with buyers. All right, sure. m- more on that. Now it's time to turn it over to the 24-Hour Newsroom.
0: Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to
1: the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. Uh, appreciate everybody hanging out with us here on Sunday morning. Tim, I wanted to segue into a conversation about the details. You know, details around, hey, how do I win? But now details around buying from family. Oh, sure. Because, I mean,
2: it's different because in a family purchase or for sale by owner in general, the competition aspect is removed. Right. Sometimes I like these uh, situations even more because we have a lot of experience dealing with Mm -hmm. these types of scenarios. And uh, there are many other details to to
1: consider and (laughs) factor in. Which is exactly how the conversation evolved uh, with this referral. And... So it It's a classic story. Uh, grandma had recently passed away. The uh, title of the property had already been transferred to. Okay. What I'm gonna say mom and uncle. Sure. But mom and uncle. Yeah. Don't son, they, son and daughter of the grandma. Right? Yes. Yeah. Got but it. they live somewhere else. Sure. So they, they don't. They don't need that place. So yeah. granddaughter actually had moved in about two years ago. I think grandma had moved out to. Assisted living. Yeah, sure, yeah, okay. S- still own the house, but now granddaughter, who's been at the property for, let's call it two years, yeah, is now like, yeah. hey, I'm ready to, you know, put my name on ownership. Buy <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so, as you outlined, there are some other details to take into consideration. When you're buying from a stranger... There are things that the seller takes care of that most buyers are oblivious to. Yeah.
2: Or the agents take care of it or, you know, the, someone takes care someone. of it. In a in a family transaction, sometimes... It's on we, you. Yeah. Or, or, you know, we'll wear other hats that sometimes we don't, you know, right. don't have to wear.
1: And so for them, they had not... They had spoken informally about a contract. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, you got three things you got to keep in mind. So for our listeners, you're thinking about buying from family... There are some costs, some real costs you have to consider for the seller. Yeah. Okay, those are. As we said earlier, transfer tax. The yep. state of Wisconsin says, "We'd like some money, please." Mm-hmm. Who's going to pay that? Traditionally, the sell when you're buying from a stranger, the seller pays that. Right. Which just means They, they like don't have to? It, it, it means it comes
2: out of their net proceeds, by the way. Right. It's not like they have to cut a separate check to somebody, but it's, you know, it's it affects
1: their bottom it, line. Exactly. It's, it's a conversation. Yeah. Okay, the uh, other one is... Property tax proration? Okay, saying. so let's do okay. that one. Right. We're in the middle of the year. I think the tax bill on this house was, let's say, $4,000. Normally, not on every transaction, but normally a seller provides a credit. Hey, I own the house from January 1st through September 1st. Mm-hmm. Here's my portion of the tax bill. That way come Christmas time. Yeah, the new most, owner pays the full thing. And you don't have to go find the seller to be like, knock, 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 Merry Christmas. Um, Can you send me your portion of the tax bill, please? Yeah. No, no, no. That's taken care of at closing. Okay, but the seller, in this case, mom and uncle, they don't have to give you a credit for their portion. Because it's in the conversation, it was like, it's not really their portion. They haven't been living there. They just
2: own it. Yeah, I mean, the granddaughter's been there for two years. I would almost make the argument, you know, it makes sense that she would... Not get a prorated tax credit. <laughs> well,
1: and it was a conversation worth having because yeah. we're talking about, you know, a they couple thousand bucks. Yeah, and
2: they'd have no idea that thing probably exists, you know. Right.
1: And so, and then the third one is the owner's title policy. Sure. That, hey, I, we the owners, even though this just got put in our name in the last year, we need to be able to convey to you, new buyer slash granddaughter, free and clear title. There's mm-hmm. no odd liens or encumbrances. It's yours. And we did the search to prove that it's Okay. Right, that I mean that is more than a thousand dollars as well. Yeah,
2: so like adding those three things up, we're talking at least four grand, five grand yeah. worth of
1: stuff. And and you know it's family. You don't want uh, to surprise more than anyone. You don't want to surprise people to be like, no. "Hey, Uncle, remember when I picked your pocket for twenty five hundred dollars? Yeah. You some, weren't expecting Some awkward Christmases in there. Exactly. And so. I was brought into the conversation early enough where they then went and had the conversation about those three things. Mm, good. Before the contract was written up, I assume? Yes. Yeah. And they awesome. kind of they subdivided it a little bit. They, uh, I think it came out the sellers, mom, uncle, were going to pay the transfer tax. Okay. They were not going to provide the credit for property taxes. Fine. And, Makes sense. and the seller was going to pay for the title policy. Perfect but would not have been um brought up if you call a skyscraper downtown <laughs> they schmace uh they it's not that they won't get around to that topic well, they but will we, it'll
2: be like two weeks before closing though and then everyone will be like what's that and then some you know a uh, poor customer service person at the title company is going to have to like Sit everyone down and explain what it is, and it's just not going to be the same nice, warm, fuzzy feeling you gave them.
1: Well, and that's you're buying grandma's house. It's like yeah. it, it to me as I get. Um, soft in my aging Mid- middle age in my middle age i'm just like can we just all feel good about buying grandma's house yes. i don't want to be pissed at my family right about grandma's house because i want to remember grandma's legacy in the house memories there mm-hmm. and so to be able to provide i mean we we're giving clerical answers but it informs how everybody feels oh, yeah. about how we kept grandma's house in the family
2: yeah and I'm sure the the granddaughter and, and the uh, son and uncle, or, the you know, the sellers, yeah. I'm sure they were all very appreciative of that of course. Uh, next level of consultation. Right. And, yeah, it's numbers, but those numbers, I think, guide the emotions yep. of, of how the transaction goes. Because, yeah. like, it is a transaction at the end of the day. Right, at the end of the right. uh, day. But to your point, I mean, we can influence, you know, we have the tact and the experience to influence how how, that feels, how people are
1: going to feel about going through it. Yeah. It's like a good doctor versus a bad doctor. They're both doctors. Thank you for calling doctor mortgage. How may I medical advice you? Yeah. All right. More stories like that when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ.
0: Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
1: Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Good stories from the front lines of mortgage That's what you get when you get two
2: guys who are uh, waking up every day and slinging mortgages.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. uh, so I got a call. Hey, uh, By the way. Happy 24th birthday to, to not us. you, I wish you and me were still 24, let me but say, to us, to Acunet
2: Mortgage. Let me say it a different way. Happy 24th birthday to Brian's uh, third and youngest child, Acunet Mortgage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even so, uh, he messaged on uh, Friday, so uh, Friday, July 28th. Was Akinet's 24th birthday when dad said uh, it was a Wednesday back in 1999. He just, with nothing better to do, drove to Madison drove and to Madison. filed. Yes. Uh, and the, Acunet the Mortgage LLC. was born. At yeah. that time, AccuNetMortgage.com LLC. Whoa. We were a dot com, but we survived <laughs> and eventually dropped the dot com. Yeah, probably so, a smart move. Props to dad yes. and, um, Thank and you, the team. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for starting Appreciate Acunet you. Mortgage. Yes. <laughs> and here we are. 24 more to go and then some. So, having been around for 24 years, um, we are now helping the next generation. Lord help you and me when uh, our kids start oh. buying and then their are friends. Um, yeah. We're going to listen back on this specific radio show. Be like, hey, remember when we yeah. talked about that generation?
2: For perspective, we'll <clears> listen <throat> to this. Yeah, Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, but here we are. And, you know, as dad likes to say, and I feel now too, it is the highest honor and, really and, and yeah. duty almost to help uh, that next generation, particularly when their parents or grandparents are like, you, oh, you know who the smartest people are in mortgage? These guys over at AccuNet. You need to call them. That's the best. It is the best. And so I was on a phone call with Dad, not my father, the father and the oh, son. Got it. A okay. referral. Father's a past customer, and son back in Wisconsin. Let's say for the last year, and it was living on the West Coast, and wants to buy a two-unit property here in town. You sure. know, because that's what comes next for him. And the conversation started as, hey, you know what? I, I was thinking about buying a two-unit property, but I'm not sure if I want to live there. Uh, What's the first uh, bell that goes off in your mind, Tim? Well,
2: many bells all at once. But, you know, and uh, I'm sure this son, this, this guy didn't know any better. But there's a, a few very massive differences in financing mm. between a primary residence, a.k.a. I will live there after yep. I buy it, and a non-owner-occupied which could either be a second home or an investment property. If it's a duplex he wants to buy, it for sure would be labeled as a non-owner occupied investment purchase. Yep. Uh, big differences are down payment requirement, which is typically the biggest sticking point for people in real life. It's a massive swing in the minimum requirement down. Rate is different. Yep. You also need more money in the form of reserves. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but
1: And so that's what I said. I was like, "Okay, look, two unit, you're not going to live there, 25% down." Boom. Which
2: is that's a big, it's a chunk, big chunk of money. Of change. Yeah. A-
1: and no gift.
2: Yeah, you can't have gift funds for uh, investment an investment purchase. An investment property. No, nope. it has to be uh, your own money.
1: And uh, his dad wanted or was considering helping, and so that was like, oh, man. Okay, I can't. And
2: gifts are amazing. Like, I love working with gift funds. It is such a great salve a lot of times to help. you know. S-A-L-V-E, stick, S-A-L-V-E, yeah, salve. Salve, uh, to help a lot of sticky mortgages go through. But, yeah, if you're not going to live there, uh, gift money off the table. Can't use it.
1: So I... You know, it was an hour conversation, mm-hmm. and I said, "Could you live there?" And you know, are you do you object to moving into the property? And turns out he's uh he had previously been renting a place, was back at home, and so you know could move in. And I said, "Look, if you move in, and tell me what your income is." Mm-hmm. So he had recently just ended one job and is looking for his next job, and I'll come back to that. Okay. I said, what's the number for your new job? What's the minimum number? Like, you won't say yes unless it's Unless it's, it's at least this, yeah. And he uh, gave a number. I uh, think he said, like, let's just say 70000 bucks for his line of work. I sure. said, perfect. Because income is a super-duper important ingredient. You could put as little as 5% down. Yep. On Use- a conventional mortgage. A conventional not, loan, not FHA. Right. Uh, using the special program that is income specific right and it's, you just have to be willing to move in yeah that was like that that was a huge eye opener for him mm-hmm. that wait i don't have to plow yeah, 25% you know this 5% down it's right it's a 20% gap between oh I, I mean he could put more than the 5% down that i described sure but then i nerded out on him for a second Because he is also thinking about this property long-term. As an investment. As an investment property, you know, because he could rent out the other unit. And then whenever his next life chapter comes along, and if he wants to hold on to this property, he could move out to whatever his next house is and rent out both. And I nerded out. I said, the less you contribute, you know, to acquire the property, your internal rate of return will be even better because you didn't have to put up so much capital. I, I think he enjoyed that, oh, that yeah. little mortgage nerd there. Internal rate of return. Into IRR. Uh, er. <laughs> but, so then let me segue into, we kind of solved the occupancy, the will you live there, will you not. Sure. And then I wanted to get into the, and so how are you going to win? Oh, and, yeah. And, 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 and some other details. Let me cover that when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ.
0: Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ.
1: Thanks for hanging out with us here on Sunday morning. Wrapping up the story about helping multiple generations, of uh, son of a past client, think about how do I buy this two-unit property? And he had just concluded previous employment and is looking for his next job. All right, very He's got a Great mm, career field. That's how I'll describe. Okay, so it's not like he ended
2: his career at McDonald's and is looking at Burger King. Like it's it's something more advanced than that. Exactly.
1: And so he has his dad in the picture, and dad could facilitate. He dad could stroke a check for the new house. Sure, just straight up cash. A cash offer, and. What I highlighted in speaking to both of them was if you do that, so I'm just going to use, if you wanted to buy a $200,000 house, I would help them record a mortgage from the bank of dad. Right. Dad is the lien holder. Yes. So that when son, who would also be on title as an owner to the property, when son is at his new next job, we could do a refinance, mm. pay off dad's Lean debt on the property sure and then son owns it and owes the money right because what was bad if they pay cash and there's zero mortgage then they rip the money back out yeah. you could only go to 70 percent oh, right loan to value yeah. of the property versus if we do a refinance the way i described it we could lend them 95 percent mm-hmm. it was like Good luck finding that article online. That here's the way you got to do this. Or if the article we just saved them twenty five percent liquidity in this transaction. Yeah, or that they could recoup their own cash. Yeah, that's huge. And you know, the other piece that I said was, and this is this is a timing piece of if they find
2: his dream duplex, but he doesn't have that next job lined up, that's where you brought in the bank of dad scenario, right? right? Because. We well, I brought in the Bank of Dad to win. I mean, there was that, oh, too. It's to like, oh, a cash buyer. you're yeah. looking
1: at you know two units on the south side in this range. It's like you got a lot of people yeah. just bringing a suitcase of money.
2: Yeah, for sure. Because we have a future income program, which is the other thing. I have a customer like this, too, where he's currently employed but, frankly, does not like his job. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I really want to buy our first home for me and my wife. We have a newborn baby. But I really want to quit my job. And I was like, well, please don't quit your job. But – you know you can keep on looking for work and if the timing lines up where you get a new job if that new job has a, a signed offer letter with a firm yep. start date yep. no contingencies of employment and an agreed upon salary we can qualify you for the mortgage using that new job's income even if you haven't gotten your first pay stub yet <laughs> so like in in the case of your customer i'm just thinking it's like the bank of dad is a great option, but I think there are few customers that have that luxury of having the bank of dad scenario. So the other thing that I want our listeners to remember is if you have a job lined up with those details that I mentioned, or if you're wondering, uh, if your situation qualifies, just call us and we'll help you figure it out. You know, we can get pretty creative with that. We're like, you don't need to have two years worth of pay stubs, in a lot of cases in order to get a mortgage still. Correct. So I just want to throw that out there. Sorry.
1: And in the in the real life, you know, advice part of the phone call, it was I don't want you to take a job just so that you can buy a house. Sure. That like I mean hopefully the timing works out where yeah. he gets a job that he's excited about, the house presents itself. Dad mm-hmm. still helps with this like, you know, hammer of hey, we've got cash as a family to buy this house. Oh, yeah. And then we still get him the mortgage in time for closing. Yeah. But it doesn't have to.
2: No, but they can make a cash offer. And and I know you and Brian have talked about this previously. But a cash offer just means to the seller, hey, these people are going to buy this house even if they can't get a mortgage. But the buyer is still allowed to pursue getting a mortgage, which is a, a key detail.
1: And actually, the dad asked me, he's like, what's my risk? I said, well, if I can't get you the takeout loan, if I can't get you the... If I can't get the son the loan to get Mm -hmm. you your money back, you know, or your son, you know, decides to move to Memphis and maybe doesn't want it, then you sell the property and hopefully you can sell it, you know, enough to recoup what you paid for it. So it's Mm -hmm. some liquidity risk. It's not overly material to like the dad's life. Overall financial picture. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to stick that much money uh, uh, and not be able to use it. Into the floorboards of a house. Exactly. So that is the level of advice. Uh, more to come on that one, because it really is going to be a timing thing. Is it the job first? Right. Is it the house first? Is it a little bit of both? Is it how it all uh, falls on the calendar? Thank you for carving out some minutes with me to hang out uh, here Sunday morning. and Anytime. Do the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Yes. For any of our listeners, if you want the advice that it takes to win, all you got to do is click on the blue button at acunet.com. That's A-C-C-U-N-E-T dot com. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ.
0: The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage LLC and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.